social distancing has been a major part of managing the impact of COVID-19, keeping the recommended two metres apart. Apparently, a measure of how long a drop of sweat or spit takes to fall to the ground. In conversation recently with a group that I attended, we shared experiences of social distancing. Some people felt the loss of closeness and contact, missing hugs, touching hands, meeting for coffee in a busy cafe. It all left some of us feeling bereft. On the other hand, some have met neighbours over the garden wall in the May sunshine, with stranger neighbours having conversations at a depth that would not have taken place in the hustle and bustle of pre-COVID-19. People are stopping at a safe distance, it seems, and opening up to others in ways that would not have happened before. Rather, there would only have been time for a cursory nod of recognition to someone who might be living next door or a few doors away. I remember growing up and knowing most of our neighbours, nodding, stopping to pass the time of day, yet keeping our distance and our secrets to ourselves, constantly being told not to let people know your business, keep yourself to yourself, and so on. We knew their names, at least my mother did. I'm ashamed to say that I know few of my neighbours' names, as we all head home to our sanctuaries, but behind closed doors. In the generation before my parents, my granny's front door was always open to the constant flow of family, friends, neighbours. People seemed more involved in each other's lives, communities more entwined. Today, many travel long distances to work, so have less time to engage at a community or family level. In our busy lives, our homes have become sanctuaries, keeping us apart from our neighbours and communities. Although it's not the same, social distancing was in existence before COVID-19. We do tend to keep strangers at a distance. Over time, as we may become more familiar and trusting, we might let others get close to us. One of our number described how social distancing helped them avoid contact with a neighbour who would hug her in a smothering way with little invitation. We wondered if post-COVID-19 we might become more discerning about wanted and unwanted hugs, a notion that we did not have before. Some people seemed to hug willy-nilly, and the member of our group felt that the unwanted hug from the neighbour took something from her, an energy, leaving them feeling drained and angry. Before social distancing, they felt the need to be polite, to not say what they really felt. And we reflected on how difficult it is at times to ask someone to keep their distance and their unwanted hugs to themselves without offending. How difficult it is to say what is truly felt about another person. That difficulty, human difficulty, is beautifully communicated in a scene near the end of the Millennium Trilogy, a series of three novels written by Stieg Larsson. The main character, journalist Mikael Blomqvist, discovers that Martin Vanger is the murderer, goes to his house in order to find evidence. 
when Mikkel realises that Martin has returned, he begins to leave. And when Martin offers him a drink, he returns to the house to share the drink with him. In the next scene, we see Mikael suspended from the ceiling in the basement, about to be killed. Martin Vanger smiles, whiskey in hand, tells Mikael that his victims make his life easy because they are too polite to say no to the offer of a whiskey, for instance. They are too polite to, to offend. This is an extreme example of this common human trait that social distancing rescues us from. That's social distancing in COVID-19. For good or bad, social distancing is here. Perhaps we might think anew about our contact with others when the lockdown gradually reduces. The right to say no to unwanted advances should not be an offence or offending. And perhaps we can be more mindful of offering and asking for the kind of contact that we desire when social distancing begins to fade away. <laughs>